Thanks for tuning in to Strap on Your Boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. I'm a successful entrepreneur, award-winning filmmaker, and a guest lecturer at top universities along with Udemy for my course, Startup Essentials. In today's episode, I'm going to tell you the 10 steps you need to be successful and take control of your life. So another year has passed, and you still haven't quit smoking cigarettes, you didn't lose those extra 30 pounds, you didn't get that promotion, and you still haven't started that new business you've been dreaming about. Well, hopefully this will motivate you to change your life even by 10%. You can achieve any goal you set for yourself if you follow these 10 simple steps. Over the years, I've tried so many different things, and I realized that literally anything is possible as long as you put in the work. I think the main issue with a lot of people is that they're afraid to put time into something that may not give them the results they want, but also I noticed a lot of people are lazy and unmotivated. They feel as though it's too late in life to get something done because they're getting older. That's what a lot of people say to me. Oh, it's just too late to learn. I should have done it years ago when I was younger. Really? It's too late? But did you die? (laughs) If you're still alive, then let's jump into step number one. Writing down a list of priorities. By writing down a list of goals or priorities with dates and deadlines that you want to hit, it puts things into perspective. This means that you should spend at least an hour really focusing on what you want out of life and writing it down. Then you put it into a cohesive list of goals that you want to try to reach by the end of next year. Yep, I said next year. So don't say, oh, but I have to do this within a month. See, that's the first issue. People try to reach a goal within a day or a week or even a month. And guess what? That's unrealistic. Sure, you can probably reach part of the goal in that short amount of time, but in order to actually complete the goal or get some form of satisfactory feeling as if you reached a certain part of the goal, you have to definitely work toward it for a long time. You kind of have to hold out for a year. Rome wasn't built in a day, and we didn't land on the moon overnight either. But having a list written out will help you stay on target. Step number two has to do with research. When you are trying to reach one of your goals, you have to do as much research as possible. Knowledge is power. For example, if you want to quit smoking cigarettes, don't just chew nicotine gum. That's not going to be enough for most people, and you probably will have a relapse. Instead, do some research on how to kill the urge to smoke while leading you to cessation. So that means maybe chewing nicotine gum is just part of your plan. Maybe the next part is to join a gym, to exercise, and get your lungs back to where they should be. Maybe you have to start eating carrots to keep your mouth busy, or join a cigarette smokers group to see what other people are doing to quit. You can always research natural or herbal remedies to help quit smoking. At least when you feel as though it's too difficult and you're about to relapse, you'll have this information ready to help you fight for your goal. As a personal example, I had a problem with my blood pressure and cholesterol being way too high, and I kept going to the doctor to try to figure out what was going on. Of course, the doctor kept insisting that I get put onto a statin, you know, a drug, a pill. And I really didn't want to take the easy way out and poison my liver for the rest of my life. So for the past couple of years, I started to do research on how to lower my cholesterol and my blood pressure. And a lot of what I read turned me towards the vegan or whole foods plant-based diet. And after trial and error and experimenting on my body for years, I finally was able to get my cholesterol and my blood pressure down to average levels. 
The best part is I was able to get all my numbers down without taking any pills. But it didn't take a month. It didn't even take six months. It took me about three years of trial and error and a ton of research. Oh, and a bunch of documentaries about food. <laughs> now, I probably could have gotten my numbers down within six months if I really tortured myself with a rigorous diet and exercise program. But instead, I did it gradually. And I set small goals for myself of losing a little bit of weight every month and try to get my numbers down a little bit every six months when I went to the doctor. And I started to notice that it was working. I noticed that I started to feel better, more energized. And when I visited my doctor every six months, my numbers were down every single time. And he was super happy. He kept telling me to keep it up and asked me what I was doing. He didn't understand. So I told him that I was doing a ton of research reading articles on how to lose weight, how to lower your cholesterol, how to lower your blood pressure. I watched all the documentaries about food and being vegan. And in the end, it took me a couple of years. But I got my weight down about 40 pounds. And I got my cholesterol levels down 30 points, which is insane. And my blood pressure is pretty much normalized. So do your research. That's one of the most important steps. Step number three is to surround yourself with positive people who support you. Friends and family are obviously your first choice. Online groups work too. Make sure you keep yourself active and busy with people. So if you're trying to lose weight like I did, going to the gym helps and joining groups with other people like you will help motivate you to shed those pounds. And there are tons of other groups out there like meetup.com or you can go to your local church, your community organizations, even your neighborhood groups. Find people who are trying to reach the same goals you are. That actually helps because when you find people that are trying to do the same thing you're doing, you're motivating each other. You're pushing each other to reach those goals. You're asking for accountability. Like, hey, Cheryl, so how many pounds did you lose this month? And she'll say, oh, I only lost two pounds. And I'll say, I lost five, so you have to lose three more. Come on, let's go to the gym tomorrow morning. Get it? You got to motivate each other to hit these goals. Maybe you started a business and you really need help to move it along. You're not hitting the sales you want. So you find another fledgling business owner who just opened a new shop and they're also struggling to learn the ropes. Maybe they're making a ton of mistakes. Well, you can help each other out. Maybe you can show up at each other's stores once a week and talk about your challenges and the things you did right, the things you did wrong, and try to figure out how to move forward without making mistakes. Maybe you need that extra motivation. Friends and family are always a good way to go because they're always going to support you no matter what. But keep in mind, friends and family are biased. So they're always going to give you that positive reinforcement when what you really need most of the time is a reality check. So also look for a friend, a colleague, a peer, or someone who you may not know that well who's going to give you the harsh truth and the reality behind what you're doing to tell you what you should be looking for opposed to what you are trying to reach. Because a lot of times, when you're trying to reach a goal, you're not looking at the bigger picture. So you miss a lot of things along the way, and you hadn't thought of those things. But people who have been through those things before have thought of it. So think about that. Step number four is to push yourself to stick to your new routines. So you have this new routine now, but you might be missing some days or skipping a week, and you can't do that. So if you don't feel like sticking to your priorities list one day, then guess what? Too bad. You have to stick to it every single day and you have to force yourself to do it anyway. It's the only way you'll succeed. 
So some days I wake up in the morning and I don't really feel like doing the same routine. But the little guy in my head, whatever his name is, tells me, dude, stop being a baby, get up and do it. And that's what it is. You have to just get up and do it. You have to tell yourself to do it. You have to motivate yourself. Look in the mirror. Go ahead, get up. Go look in the mirror and tell yourself whatever it is that you want to do to go do it. Even if you don't want to, even if it's painful or it hurts or you're tired or you're stressed out, whatever, force yourself to go do it. It's really a mental thing. It's a way of thinking like a mindfulness technique. It's a way of being your own boss and telling yourself what to do. It's like a rare opportunity to be your own boss. And you have to stick to it. I know it's hard. I know it sucks. And I know you don't want to wake up and do it. Here's a secret. Nobody does. But it's the only way you're going to get this thing done, whatever it might be, is to force yourself to physically get up and go do it. Here's another way of looking at it. Let's say you're a puppet, but you're also the puppet master. And being the puppet master means you can make your puppet do whatever you want it to do. So be the puppet master and make yourself do what it is you need to do. Force yourself to physically make the moves. Force yourself to go downstairs and do the thing that's on your list. Just tell yourself in your head that this is something you have to do no matter what. Trust me, it works. Just keep at it. Step number five is something that I notice a lot of entrepreneurs or business owners never seem to do. And to me, it just seems like it's common sense. Take plenty of breaks. Everyone always asks me how I do so many things. Jason, how do you run so many businesses? I mean, I even wrote an article about how I run 12 businesses at the same time. And as many businesses as I run, and as many things as I do, I take that many breaks as well. It's got to be 50-50. You have to have fun. Life can't be all about hard work and no play. I know so many people who are burned out from work because they don't take enough breaks. I get burned out too. I get stressed out too. But when I do, I take breaks instead of forcing myself to do more work. Whenever an entrepreneur tells me they're too busy to meet up or too busy to hang out, sorry, that's BS. You're just not giving yourself the break. You can easily give yourself a break to go meet up with that friend or that family member instead of saying you're too busy. I just don't believe that. So make sure you take plenty of breaks and keep your mind stimulated by doing something that is not on your list. That's important too. For example, you can learn the basics of a new language. I use this cool app called Duolingo and it's free. You can learn Portuguese, French, Spanish, Chinese, any language that you really have always wanted to learn. Or learn how to play an instrument like I'm doing right now. I bought a keyboard recently and I'm gradually learning how to play the piano. Now, I do have a goal of about a year from now to play a couple songs at a friend's wedding. But that's the thing. It gives me a whole year to learn the basics instead of forcing myself to become a concert pianist. That's just an unrealistic goal. So learn how to play the basics. Learn the basics of a language. Or enjoy simple things like watching movies, playing a video game, take your dog to the park, or teach your cat a new trick. One of the things I like to do sometimes is learning how to cook a new recipe. Sometimes I find cooking a new recipe therapeutic. And guess what? You'll have a new food to eat and your taste buds will thank you. Sometimes you need a break in general. Just go meet your friends for a drink or have dinner at a restaurant just to catch up on normal stuff or anything else that'll help you smile and get you out of your work or daily routine or just kind of get away from that list item you're trying to reach. The more breaks you take, the more refreshed you'll feel 
and the more willing you'll be to accomplish this goal or to tackle a part of the task. And don't forget to make sure you get plenty of fresh air and walk away from your desk every hour or so. You got to get your eyes, you know, refreshed and you got to get some fresh air. So don't forget to do that. Step number six is to help other people who need a push. You're not the only one going through this. And this step is different from number three because it's not about seeking out people to help you with your goals. It's actually the opposite. There are millions or billions of people out there who need help with something in their life. So, if you volunteer to help them, you're also helping yourself because A, you're going to feel better about yourself, and B, you're going to see their motivation, which will motivate you to complete your goals also. A lot of times I notice when I help entrepreneurs or business owners, the passion they have and the motivation they now have and the answers I gave them fuels them to work on their next goal. Like now they can get their PowerPoint presentation done or get a survey out to people or even design their new logo and start an online business. Giving people your knowledge and your wisdom and helping them learn from your mistakes makes them move. And then also you feel better and you feel like it's okay, now I'm going to tackle something on my list because they're tackling something on theirs. And when you catch up with them a week later to see how they're doing, you can give them a list of stuff that you're working on too. Kind of like progress reports. And sometimes when I needed help with something, they were there to help me. So you might get help in the future, and that's really cool. But it's usually unexpected, so do not expect it. You definitely don't want to help people just so that they help you back. That's a bad way to look at it. Let it come naturally. It's worked wonders for my nonprofit, my technology company, and other companies I ran where people just started helping me because I helped them in the past. So volunteer for something or help people out wherever you can. The universe will give you back 10 times what you put in. Step number seven is to limit your online life. That's right. Your Facebook, your Twitter, your Snapchats, your Instagrams, and the multitude of other social networking sites out there. Now, I'm not saying to stop talking to your friends online because then I'd be a hypocrite because I definitely use social media. I'm just saying limit yourself to a few minutes every few hours. Everywhere I go, I see people picking up their phones and checking their status updates And then they look at Instagram and the photos and the videos and then they're looking at memes and they get lost. I think smartphones are the most amazing inventions ever, but they make it really easy to distract yourself. And that's the problem. There are too many distractions, especially when you're working on your goals. Do yourself a favor. Put your phone on vibrate or even silent or do not disturb. Turn it upside down and put it somewhere where you can't see it going off. Just clear your mind of your phone and forget that it even exists. Instead, just focus on the task that you're working on and block the phone from your mind. Trust me, I get it. I know it's hard because these phones, we have them in our hands now. We have them in our brains. It's like ingrained in our DNA. The power of the internet is readily available at your fingertips. But when you're trying to accomplish your goal or a task on your priority list, You really got to block out social media and put your phone down. It's fine if you're on the computer working on your tasks, obviously, if most of your tasks are computer related, like if you're starting an online business. But it doesn't mean you have to have your social media pages open. You can do your research on Wikipedia or Google, but don't look at your social media. This way, your energy levels will be up because you won't be sucked into people's drama online and you'll also feel like you're in the real world and not the online world. Now, I know I talked about exercise and losing weight and your health, but 
That's step number eight, eating healthier and exercising regularly. So even if you aren't trying to lose weight, eating healthy is a smart move, especially if you want to feel good and live a long, happy life. If you're going to eat McDonald's or pizza every single day, you're going to feel like crap and you're not going to be in good shape. And that means your body is going to be screaming for nutrition. What I do is have a cheat meal, usually on Saturdays. So stick to the weekend where you can pretty much eat whatever you want. But then during the week, eat healthy foods, salads, plant-based foods, beans, vegetables, smoothies, and sure, throw some animal proteins in there. You know, stick to the good stuff that's going to really fuel you through the day so you'll have the energy you need to actually complete the tasks. The problem with eating fast food and unhealthy options is after you eat them, you usually crash. And then, of course, you're not motivated to get any work done. So try to eat healthy food before you're going to work on something productive. This way, you'll have the energy to keep you moving. And, of course, exercising helps your blood flow and helps your energy levels rise. So for me, I stand at my desk every single day. I have one of those desks that goes up and down whenever I want to stand or sit. And I go to the gym three days a week. I also do yoga or stretch, or I take my dog for a walk throughout the week. And if you don't have a dog, you should still go for a walk at least once or twice a day outside to get fresh air every few hours. And you should definitely get away from your desk. I know I talked about this again, but it's super important to eat well and exercise well and get away from your desk. You know, it's funny. I notice people at their office jobs take potato chips and other unhealthy snacks to work. Why don't you take a bag of vegetables to work or in your car so that when you're driving and stuck in traffic and you're hungry... Instead of going for the first option you can get, you're going to have a bag of carrots and celery in the car. And if you're hungry, just start eating that. And then you won't be frustrated and hungry, and you won't go to McDonald's. I keep vegan power bars in my car for just this reason right there. As soon as I'm hungry in the car and I I start to get kind of cranky, instead of stopping at McDonald's or whatever fast food place, I have a power bar. It keeps me full until I get home where I can make a real meal. I also notice people drink soda, like Why do people still drink soda? I don't get it. It is pure sugar and poison. Drink water. If you want something else besides water because, oh, but water doesn't taste like anything. Oh my God. So put some lemon in it. Or use sparkling water like Perrier. I love Perrier and I put a little bit of 100% natural cranberry juice in it to give it some flavor. But don't buy the flavored drinks because those are proven to be bad for you. You can still drink coffee. You can drink tea and you can drink water. And you can even occasionally drink some fruit juice but squeeze the oranges yourself so that you can have some freshly squeezed orange juice because if not, you're going to be drinking pure sugar. And when it comes to the gym, people are always like, well, I don't have time to go to the gym or I don't want to go to the gym. I don't like working out. I just think it's boring. Jeez, fine. Then don't go to the gym. You can buy a treadmill or an elliptical and just use it at home. Do it 30 minutes every day when you get home from work or before you leave for work and you will feel 10 times better. When people say they don't have time to do that either, I'm like, seriously? But you have time to binge watch four hours of American Horror Story on Netflix? Please, if you have four hours to binge watch any show on Netflix, you can spend 30 minutes on your elliptical. The best part is you can put the elliptical in front of your TV so you can still watch your show. That's what you should do. Exercise while you're watching TV. And that way, you're just watching your show. But at least you'll be exercising at the same time. I promise you will feel so much better if you start doing this. Step number nine is one of my favorites. Visualize your goals. Visualization is important to do on a regular basis because this way you can kind of see what the end result will be, which will make it much more realistic. 
Don't you sometimes dream about being at the beach when it's wintertime or Disney World or even Paris when you're sitting at your desk at work? Let's say you've always wanted to go to Paris, but you just can't quite afford it or you can't take the time off of work. Well, maybe you can set aside 5 to $10 every day instead of buying lunch. Just brown bag it. Now, close your eyes. Relax. Take a deep breath. Dream about the smells in the streets of Paris. The coffee, the pastries, the amazing food. It smells so good. Picture the romance in the air around the Eiffel Tower and the majestic beauty of the Champs-Élysées. Imagine seeing the Mona Lisa at the Louvre and hearing music and seeing art in the streets. Now, open your eyes and take that same way of visualization and apply it towards your goal. Let's say you want to move out of your apartment for the first time. You're finally going to buy a house. What does the house look like? Is it a townhome, a condo, a rancher, or a big house in the suburbs? How many rooms does it have? What kinds of things do you have on the walls? What does your yard look like? Do you even have a yard? Does the yard have a garden? What's in the garden? Are you growing tomatoes? Do you have pets or kids running around the house? What are they doing? What do their rooms look like? What kind of furniture do you have? What kind of kitchen do you have? I know this all sounds crazy, but by visualizing what you want your house to look like, you'll work that much harder to reach the goal. Because as you visualize the goal, sure, it's in your mind, but it becomes real in some way because you can see it. You should always visualize what it is you want out of life, no matter how small or big the goal is. Make it real by thinking about it, fantasizing about it, and dreaming about it. The more you do this, the less unrealistic it'll seem and the more realistic it becomes. Then, when you finally reach the goal, it'll be exactly what you imagined, just what you hoped for, and it'll seem like anything is possible. But it won't seem unusual because you'd been thinking about it so much that it almost seemed as if it was normal for you to reach the goal. And that's the idea. You want it to seem normal when you reach your goal and not extraordinary. And that's how you'll be able to achieve many more goals from then on. As you're working hard towards your goals and visualizing them, the time it takes to reach the goals gets shorter and shorter because as you're reaching them, you're visualizing them. It's a magical thing and it works. So visualize. And the last step, number 10, is to congratulate yourself and celebrate once you reach the goal. You deserve it. Invite your close friends, family, supporters, and have a fun get-together. Celebrate the win, no matter how big or small. You reached your goal and you deserve a celebration. So enjoy the moment because you worked hard for it. The best part of this is if you follow these steps and you reach a goal, that's when you realize, oh, I can reach a goal if I work hard. And then guess what? The next goal is that much easier to reach and the next goal even easier. I've been able to reach so many goals that I'm kind of running out of goals to reach besides maybe winning an Academy Award for something. <laughs> and they're getting a lot easier as they come along. So just remember that the first one is always the hardest, whether it's quitting smoking or losing weight. Once you tackle one of those, then the rest will be so much easier because you'll realize that you have to pick away at it every day, little by little. And like I said before, they're not going to happen overnight. It's going to take weeks months, or even years. So as soon as you put that fact in your mind and you forget about how old you are, you can start reaching a goal. 
Who cares how old you are? You can be 30, you can be 10, you can be 80. It doesn't matter how old you are. I can't tell you how many times my friends say, I can't change my career, I'm I'm 40 years old, it's too late, I should have changed my major in college. Oh my God, I am so tired of hearing that, I'm sorry. Age really is just a number. All that matters is that you put the time and effort in and you stick to the plan. You stick to the list you create, you stick to the routine, and eventually you'll accomplish the goal. Even if you don't accomplish it completely to the end of what you wanted. Like, let's say you wanted to learn Spanish. Hola amigos, ¿cómo estás? So when you go to Spain with your friends to travel, you can speak enough Spanish to get around town. Maybe you end up learning enough just to get by to understand what they are saying at the hotel or the taxi drivers or the restaurants. So fine, maybe you can't engage in meaningful conversations with people you meet. Fine. But at least you know how to navigate, talk to the hotel manager if you have a problem, talk to the taxi drivers and the servers at the restaurants. Just enough to get around. That should make you happy because now you know that you can learn the next bit of Spanish so that you can talk to people next time you go to Spain. Remember, each goal doesn't have to have an ending. You don't have to learn to play the saxophone and be able to play at a jazz club next year. That's unrealistic. But maybe you can learn the saxophone enough to play for friends and family at a social occasion. Maybe a couple of songs. And then once you reach that, your next goal could maybe be to play a couple of improv sessions at a jazz club. It'll probably take a couple of years of practice, but you have to take those steps. It can't be just an end goal. It has to have the first part of the goal, the second part of the goal, the third part, and so on. And then eventually you'll reach the end of the goal. And I'm going to give you one last step. We'll call it 11.5 as a bonus. Don't get discouraged. It happens way too often. A lot of people notice they're not reaching their goals quickly enough, even though they might be working really hard. And they get frustrated and tired, and then they get depressed about it. Look, it's going to sound like a broken record, but I told you from the beginning, it's not going to happen overnight. You have to give yourself time, at least a year, to reach most major goals. If you're having these discouraging thoughts and you're not happy, like I said before, reach out to somebody who can maybe help you reach your goals. Or better yet, just someone you can talk to. I think that's the main problem. As soon as you start realizing that you're feeling defeated and you're feeling like, oh, I can't do this anymore. It's just too hard. You got to snap out of it, dude. Come on. Find me on social media or call me and I will make you snap out of it. I'll tell you that you can do it. You can do it. I'll tell you that you can actually accomplish your goal. You just got to snap out of it and stick to it. And I promise you, when you reach the goal, you're going to feel so awesome and it'll be worth it. So good luck out there and start setting some goals to reach. I hope you learned something in today's episode. If you did, please share it with your friends. If you have a business idea you'd like to pitch to me, you can do so on my website, jasonsherman.org. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, also called Strap On Your Boots, available on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. And if you want to dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, I suggest you sign up for my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy.com. I really do appreciate your support if you decide to donate via PayPal, and I hope you tune into my next episode.